Um, really, yeah, really cool to see who, who made it today and, um, yeah, seeing some old and new faces. That, that's been really cool. As Sam said, my name's Kieran, and, um, yeah, it's a real privilege to speak today, and I want to uh, acknowledge the igniters who aren't going to ignite today because we're... Well, they are, but it's just here, you know, and less games, more talking. Sorry about that. Um, so we are in a series called Closer, and we're only in the second week, so if you weren't here last week, not, not much to, um, to catch you up on, um, but you can check that out uh, for yourself. And this series called Closer, it's all about worship, and so we're discovering what, what worship is. And uh, we actually got told last week, Sam explained that worship, it comes from the term worthship, or to, the idea of valuing something accurately based on what it's worth. And so, like, um, I guess a good example of that is, like, on Antiques Roadshow, where you, um, <laughs> that show was cancelled a long time ago, but you, you would go, still going, uh, you would go along to some castle in the Highlands or something, and you'd take, like, a plate that your grandmother owned, and you would, some expert with a monocle would look at it and sort of flip it over and, you know, study it a bit, and then they would tell you, you know, well, this is from Anko, um, but, oh, maybe... <laughs> This plate here, this, is, this has got value. This is very rare. It's prestigious. Um, it's worth looking after. It's worth a lot of money. And so maybe that you would go home and that plate would get displayed a little bit higher on the shelf because its worth is being properly acknowledged. And so we're, we're doing a similar thing, I guess, through the series. We're, we're getting God valued. We're learning about him. We're in, investigating him a little bit. And we're finding out what his worth might be and whether he deserves a higher place on our shelf. And maybe if there's something on that shelf that's a little bit too high that needs to come down a bit, doing a little bit of rearranging to make some space. And one of the reasons we fail to worship God or to value him properly is because we're not really thinking about him a lot of the time. We're thinking about something else, usually thinking about someone else. Um, a few weeks ago, Mike reflected on the story about God and Moses, and we're going to do the same. And so God uh, meets Moses, he invites him, it's very dramatic, and uh, not to give you too much backstory, it's all right, but God says, I've seen the misery of my people in Egypt. And in Exodus 3.10, it says, so now go, I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people out of Egypt. But Moses says to God, well, who am I? that I should go to Pharaoh. And he goes on to say, I'm not a good speaker. I'm not up to this. Please send someone else. So who is Moses focused on? And how does that make him feel? I'm not a good speaker. Please send someone else. I guess he feels anxious, worried. He probably feels sick to his stomach, he probably feels weak. And who do we focus on when we have something really difficult to do, when we are really overwhelmed by all the things that are coming up in our calendar? We do the same thing as Moses. We focus on ourselves. We look at ourselves. And it's only when we've sort of tried everything and we've exhausted every other option we can and when we've come to the end of ourselves, if we ever do, 
that we pray, please, God, would you help me? And he does. Every time he does. But I want to wake up in the morning and I want to already be at the end of my ability. I want to be eating breakfast and I already want to know what my chance of having a win that day are if I'm focusing on myself. And I want to be shifting my focus to God rather than trying to convince myself that I have what it takes. Because this is the cycle that I've found myself in. Yes, yep, God helped me with that last time and he made me strong. And so this time I'm prepared because I trusted in God last time. And so like this time I'm up to it. But I don't always feel very strong. I don't think we always feel that strong. And so then I'm trying to like encourage myself and build myself up. And, um, you know, you have a moment of feeling really good. You listen to a worship song, like a really emotional one, one of the eight-minute ones. And, yeah, like that works. But it doesn't really, that feeling doesn't seem to last long enough for when you have to go forward and do whatever it is you have to do. Those endorphins that kick in don't kind of hang around. So why don't I feel strong enough for the things I need to get done? Why don't I feel up to praying for this person's issue? Why don't I feel like I'm prepared to walk through this year? Why don't I feel like I'm ready for this conversation that I feel I need to have? Why don't I even feel ready for like the coming week? It's because I'm not. I'm not ready. When Moses was told that you need to go to Egypt and stand in front of the most powerful man on earth, and bring back an entire people group, Moses said, who am I? Meaning, like, I'm not prepared for this. And you might think, oh, well, Moses, you're so humble. You know, read the rest of the book. Look at all the great stuff you go on to do. We might be like, well, Moses, you know, God wouldn't have asked you to do that if he didn't think you were up to it. But I think Moses was right on when he said, who am I? I'm no one. So, yeah. You're completely right. You are an absolute nobody, Moses. You are not up to this. Because God doesn't, he doesn't correct Moses when he says, I can't. He He doesn't go, no, 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 Moses, come on, it's you. God says, no, I'll be with you. So he's not, he's not disagreeing at all. He adds to what Moses says. This isn't in the Bible, but I think it, you know, it's not not in there. <laughs> That's when you know the preaching's about to get derailed. <laughs> um, God says, I'll be with you. Like, yeah, you are such a weakling, but I'm not. I'll go with you. Don't try and hype yourself up because you're, you're not worth the hype. You don't have what you need. Your strength isn't anything to get excited about, but I will go with you. And I'll often come out of like, an encouraging sermon, not like this one, and <laughs> and it's like, man, on Sunday when that person was talking, oh, I felt like I could do anything. Like I was just prepared for the week. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go and tell this person this, and I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna cook this meal for that person. Like I'm fired up. And by Monday or by Sunday afternoon, it's like, where's that passion? Where's that strength? kind of gone because it was so tangible yesterday morning. So was it or like what's, what's going on? I don't really feel strong anymore. Like I don't really feel like you, I can do it. 
And, and that gets us kind of down, you know, because, well, I guess I don't have the faith or something sort of off. But I'd say, yeah, you don't feel like you can do it? <laughs> you can't. Like, you're in the best position. You should have never felt like you could do it. You can't do that. You find that your confidence seems to shift from moment to moment. You feel really weak. Perfect. Like, you are weak. But God likes weak. And God asks you to go and to show up and to partner with him and to go to Egypt and to do whatever it is that needs doing. God doesn't say like, oh, come on. Remember you did this? And remember like last time you did that, right? Remember that? No, God like throughout the whole Bible, he's like, remember when I did this? And I did this. And I did this. And I'm going to do this. In John 15, 5, it says, uh, so do not worry about what you can and can't do. And in John 15, 5, it says, because you can't do anything good apart from God, apart from Jesus. We might think, man, God needs a strong church. That sounds good, right? The world's a, a big place, a, a hard place to reach. It's got difficult circumstances. We need a strong church, a strong people to go into the world, but... I think God needs a weak church. God needs faithful and willing weaklings. He's the strong one. But God, would he really call us weak? Like that doesn't seem, something seems a little off there. Uh, let's read in 1 Corinthians 1. So it was obviously important to get it out early. God chose the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of this world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him. And God said to Paul, like, my power is made perfect in your weakness. And then when Paul's writing to the Corinthians, he says, I delight in my weakness, but I pray for you, you that are strong, that you may be restored. So the, the ones that feel strong are the ones that have the, the issue, but we should be weak. Sometimes we're weak, but we're like reluctantly weak. And we spend all of our energy trying to like convince ourselves that we're not. And to grow out of that, and it's a lot of energy. And to some of us, weakness comes really easily, just because of the circumstances. But we're not meant to be weak today so that we can grow up and grow out of it and be strong tomorrow. Every day we're meant to be reminded of our inability, and we pray for our daily bread. God, I haven't even got what it takes to get through today. I'm going to be asking you again tomorrow. And over time, it's not our ability or our wisdom or our experience that we're growing. I've gotten so confused and disappointed trying to do this because that's what I feel like is meant to be happening. God, you know, God is with you in your weakness but, like, be strong? And I'm like, which one is it? I hope you can kind of feel that tension a little bit this morning. 
But we, we're not outgrowing God. We're growing our dependence on him. And so we're becoming more and more aware of how weak we are. And so it becomes so much easier to turn to God because there's nothing in our tank. I think experience and, and wisdom and all of those things make it hard to do that because you're like, well, I've, I've kind of got a little bit going on. When that runs out, I'll, I'll turn to you. But we're as helpless today as we were on the day we were saved from our sin. Now, why does this message feel so like offensive and, and wrong and like you're going to be looking at these verses later to see if that's really in there? I think it's because our culture would have us feel anything but weak. Like we're New Zealand. We are a strong nation. We're self-made, self-reliant, off-grid living. We don't need we don't need anyone else's help. We don't want anyone else's help. And you know that you're successful when things are going for you and you're People are relying on you, not the other way round. That only seems to last so long, though, doesn't it? And that's why it's so hard, probably particularly in, in New Zealand, that for people to come to be saved by Jesus, because to do that, you have to admit that you're sick. You have to admit that being a good person isn't actually working. And that's why it's so important for us, the church, to embrace and even celebrate our weakness. We should get familiar with the feeling of not quite knowing where we are going next or being outside of our comfort zone or only seeing as far as the next step or that day or just maybe that morning and not knowing where the next one's going to be. But it's okay because we're, we're weak. We're just doing what we're told to do. And we should get used to obeying Jesus when he says over and over and over, do not be afraid. Do not worry about your life. Because the rest of the world is trying their hardest not to feel insignificant, constantly comparing and, and measuring themselves and approve themselves and in this huge rush to have everything under control and not just the world. That's what we get dragged into. But we, we can embrace our weakness. We can take a deep breath and we can relax. We can enjoy the day. We can sleep tonight because we know we just have to show up and do the next thing God's asked us to do. Because in Lamentations, the Lord is good to the one whose hope is in him. Seems kind of risky and backwards, doesn't it? Kind of be weak to be strong. Don't rely on yourself so you can rely on something. It's, yeah, it is. You're going to feel that and people are going to notice that. It also seems a little bit irresponsible. And it would be if God isn't in control. But God chose the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. So yeah, instead of us worshipping our own strength and, and really looking to that and relying on that and building it up, it turns out to be quite non-existent in the end. Let's 
worship God, let's recognize that he is strong. Let's recognize his worth, not our own. And every time we get anxious, just in those small moments, you know, you get tense, you're sort of thinking through, oh, I didn't know that was going to happen. Okay, I'm going to have to um, do that. And you sort of lose yourself in the moment because you're thinking two or three or four steps ahead. Forget that. Just breathe, relax, do those physical signs to remind yourself, oh, I'm not up to this. Yeah, you lean into that. Like, just sit back in your chair, enjoy being weak. Put your focus back on God because we worship God by needing him. I'll just finish with this verse and then we'll pray. How about we, should we stand? That would signify that we're sort of strong. So let's stand anyway. <laughs> if, you, if you're able. Uh, this verse is from somewhere. It says, the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I'll pray. Uh, Lord, we thank you that we can be weak. I thank you that we can we can believe the truth. The truth is weak. We can step out of the lie that we have something to give back to you. When we don't, God, you just say go, and we go, and you say do this, and we do it. Not because of anything we bring, but because you will be with us, and you are. And... Yeah, Lord, I pray for this church that it will stand out in this town because no one else is doing this. This doesn't make sense to anyone else unless you're real. And so we pray for our, our workplaces, our families, our, just our going about and our, our doing that, uh, Lord, there would be this uh, sense of yeah, weakness, but somehow strength. And God, I pray for this true humility, that humility would just be seeing things as they really are. Um, I pray for, yeah, courage to be weak and just encouragement to be weak. Yeah. Yeah, Lord, we're desperate for you. And so, yeah, would you make this week a week of being weak? <laughs> yeah, Lord, in your name we pray, by your power. Amen. Amen.